Hey guys, welcome back hey guys. to Game Changers Podcast. My name is Harsh, and today I have with me Jaden, as always, um, and um, I guess a local guest today with Shamid Shom. How are you doing, Shamid? I'm good, man. How are you guys doing? We're doing fantastic. Doing um, Shamid is a professional soccer player. He is a professional currently a professional soccer player for FC Edmonton, and in the past, he's played for Ottawa, uh, Montreal Impact, and in the MLS. Um, it's it's really great having you on Shamit. I've I've been following you on on social media, and I, I've seen a, a, I guess your name dropped a couple of times on the Canadian national team, things like that. And it's it's really cool to have you on, especially because I'm a huge soccer fan myself. Um, so yeah, you know it's it's awesome. Thanks for coming on. No man, I'm happy to be on. Um, I've been keeping track of tabs of you guys a little bit uh, on social media and seeing that what you guys are doing in Edmonton too. So it's it's pretty cool to see. So I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, no, appreciate it. Yeah, see, do you do you hear that, Jaden? We're we're making waves too, you know. <laughs> yeah, yo, I, everyone in Edmonton just has to support each other, you know. For That's sure, what man. I'm saying yeah. so it's a tight knit community, so you definitely agree. But I mean, you recently moved to FC Edmonton with all this COVID happening. I'm, you know, the biggest question on my mind is, as an athlete, you know, you have to be in top top shape, top um, performing capability. How are you kind of training and I guess what's changed with the current circumstances uh, right now with COVID? Yes. I mean, for, for professional athletes, it's almost all about discipline um, and just, you know, even if the gyms are closed, even if you can't, you know, go to an actual facility to do a workout, um, you still got to do it to keep yourself accountable, to stay in shape um, and to make sure you're not gaining yeah. weight and stuff so that you're ready for the season. So I, mean, I think that's been the most important thing is just, you know, making sure I'm doing my workouts on my own, whether it's in my basement or going for a run outside and, you know, just keeping that discipline. Yeah, I'm probably like laying off the Cheetos. Like Cheetos only like two nights a week, like not like seven days a week. Trying to, man. It's something, but <laughs> trying to. Is that, like, be, be honest. I mean, is that is that a challenge? Because, you know, when you're home, right, you're not in that environment. I think the environment makes a big impact when you see your teammates and all those things. When, you, when you're kind of accountable to yourself, is it a lot more challenging? Yeah. I mean, it definitely is. And I think everybody has, you know, that urge for that craving for junk food, that sweet tooth. Um, and I think all athletes have that same kind of thing as well. Um, so it's just about, you know, managing your, your portions and making sure you don't, you don't go too out of control. Um, for me, it's been a bit harder because I've been living at home now since I came back to Edmonton. So obviously my mom's been like trying to stuff my face with food. So I've been trying to manage that as well. Awesome. Well, local, local star boy returns home, huh? It's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I you, guess you can say that. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely, it's definitely, uh, definitely probably in the top, top category for, you know, sports athletes that have made it out of Edmonton and soccer. And, um, of course, number one being, I would say Alfonso Davies, right. I mean, definitely. what, what an impact right? like, that's insane. you know, when I watch him play, it's absolutely magical what he can do. I mean, that goal against, he had against Barcelona. Amazing. Like just speechless, mm -hmm. like, yeah, I have no words. Like, it's amazing what you can do. Nah, so cool, man. Just such a big inspiration for, you know, the next generation of guys that are coming out to play. Even for me, he's, you know, inspiring for me, even though he's like three years younger than me. Um, but nah, it's super cool to see him come from Edmonton, um, come from where he was to to the star that he is now. It's it's crazy to see him on the, I guess, on the world, on the world scale of, of football. Yeah. And does he have that impact on on the training grounds? Because I know you've trained with him in the in the youth in the youth camps that you've had and of course i know when you are playing at the same level from the same country you see each other often in provincial games you know like i guess does he dominate like just kind of shine differently on the pitch 
Yeah, I mean, a guy of his talent, you can see him, you know, he stands out above the rest and you can tell that, you know, there's a reason why he plays for Bayern Munich. Um, but what I would say is that as a person, super humble guy, super nice guy, um, you know, you can tell that, you know, the fame hasn't really gone to his head and he's just still super yeah. level-headed and stuff, which is which is great to see. Um, and it's something that you expect him, you know, coming out of Edmonton, coming from the way he came um, to the story is now. It's just it's just cool to see how how humble he is. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, that's really cool because uh, Edmonton's kind of on the rise and like to have people like that coming from Edmonton, that's really inspiring and that really uh, builds more possibility in the city, I think. Definitely, man. Just putting Edmonton on the map more and more, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, Shamid, it's a cool fact Jaden just shared with me um, a little bit earlier. He's saying you have uh, a market value as, as on the transfer market for about half a million dollars. I mean, how, what, how, I guess, <laughs> how do you feel when you hear things like that? You know, it's like, this is my net worth if someone wants to transfer me. To yeah, they up. just put a dollar on your head. Yes, I mean... <laughs> Five hundred, five hundred, half half a million dollars isn't is, is is isn't bad, you know. I'll take that. Um, that's yeah. that's decent value. I mean, hopefully, I can get I can raise that a little bit even more. But um, it's pretty cool to have you know value on my head. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it, it is pretty decent value. Like I, like I guess knowing a little bit about the transfer market, um, it it is pretty decent. I have to give it to you. Like it's, it's either like um, either it's very low, like maybe in like the hundred thousands or maybe in like the fifty thousands. Um, but like those top athletes, like the benchmark is maybe like 80 to hundred million. Right. Mm -hmm. So being half a million, that's still pretty decent. That's like top prospect. So yeah, yeah, you got a few it, years to go too. Yeah, I'll take it. I mean, we'll see. Hope I can boost that up even more, but we'll see. Right. So, I mean, you've just moved from Montreal impact. Uh, biggest thing on my mind is what's, what's the experience been like working, uh, I guess being trained under Thierry Andre. I mean, he's a legend one of the greatest players to ever play the game of like, you know, what, what was that experience like? Yeah, it was a super cool experience to be trained by him in particular, just cause you know, like you said, he's a legend of the game. He, you know, he's done everything. He's won everything, which is crazy to think. Um, but what I would say is just super good coach. You know, he knows so much with the game. Um, it was just so interesting to learn about the game from him, like tactics wise. Um, and then just aside from that, I'm just seeing him play, like sometimes he would jump in our training sessions and he was still the best player um, his, his mentality is everything. He's like, you know, it was really cool. He started like run our like gym sessions for us where we do like, um, like an ab workout or like a leg workout and he would dominate all of us. And he hasn't even been training, playing for like a couple of years. So it just shows like, you know, he's a legend just in every way possible. So super cool experience for me to, to get coached by him. Yeah. And what's he like in terms of personality? Like, uh, because I know there's this little clip of him and you you've probably seen it where he's yeah, he's, yeah. <laughs> you know which one i'm talking about where he even name drops you he's a. Uh, do you remember what he said he's like um yeah. I, I forgot too, what he, he said, said too many things he said too many things man all i know is yeah. after that video came out my instagram popped off just because people started spamming me with all the stuff that he was saying about me but it was funny it just goes to show how big of how big of a, how, how big of an influence he is i guess um yeah yeah i mean what i'd say as a coach is he he's very demanding he knows what he wants and if you don't do what he wants you to do he'll he'll scream at you for it um, but that's something we got used to it, and that's part of the that's part of football. So yeah, it's uh, it's really funny. Like that video just popped off because he just went in on every single player, yeah. right? And um, I think I think again on you, I think he was saying, you know, um, he's like, uh, can you can you can you play a two touch? And then and then and then uh, and then he's like, well, why don't you do it? Yeah. I think that's what he said, right? And I remember the exact one because it was it was he said, can you play it one touch? And like I I was playing, it was in the middle of the game, so I'm trying to focus. And he says something on the sideline. I'm right beside him. I'm like, yeah, I can. So, and then he's like, okay, then why don't you do it? And I was like, I don't know, man, I should have. <laughs> but it, it, was yeah. just, it was just funny, man. When I look when I think when I look back at that and I look at that video, I'm like, wow, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, 
And then uh, even all your other players, I mean, um, he's like, he, he seems so aggressive, like as a coach as well, the person, like the drive just, it was insane. When I watched that video, like outside of like the Montreal fact, it just, it just blew up. Like it just kind yeah. of took over social media I'm, for that day. I mean, you could see like his mentality is he's a winner and that's why he gets so like passionate during the game. But what I'd say is off the field, um, it's like a completely different person. It's like he flips off the switch, super chill guy with the entire team, you know, throwing jokes around, you know, making fun of everybody. So it's it good vibes, good vibes off the field, on the field. It's, it's all business. <laughs> <laughs> great. Great. Um, yeah. And I'm sure you must've picked up some, some tips and tricks from him as well. Like with the experience he's had and the insights that some things you just can't learn. Right. That Definitely. these, these, these people can again, provide to you. But I mean, going from there, when you talk about these icons, these idols, right. Um, and you know, Jade, I'm sorry. Cause I'm dominating this conversation here. Yeah. No you know, problem. Soccer is our, our forte, but um, I'm just trying to keep up with you guys. <laughs> Jade, I can learn a bit. I can learn a lot from this. Yeah. This is a, uh, this is also a learning, learning a podcast for Jade and he's just bystander <laughs> yeah. today. Jade, but, I hope uh, you know Thierry Henry is man. At least. Sorry. I hope I you know who Thierry Henry. I hope you know who Thierry. Oh yeah, is. I know who he is. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. okay. Good. That's a good start. Okay. Good start. Good start. <laughs> I've, I've educated him a little bit. You know? <laughs> okay. I've conquered him before you came. I I, yeah. I I couldn't let that happen. You know what? We have uh, <laughs> you played under him, and if he, did, I think the first time I I, I was telling him about, it, I was like, man, he played. Shamit has played with under Thierry Henry. I'm like, do you know who Thierry Henry is? And he yeah. said no. And I was like, okay, give me like 30 minutes. Let me give, let me give you the whole rundown. Yeah, of who yeah. this man is and what he's done and oh, um it's it's amazing but i mean when you talk about these icons and legends um you know what's who who is uh, someone for you i mean growing up you know we all have that one or two a favorite player that just you know just takes our breath away and just inspired us to love the game who was that for you yeah growing up i used to watch uh, Cesc fabregas a lot and that was when he played at arsenal um mm. like in his prime days and so that's why i grew up being an arsenal fan especially just because i liked Cesc fabregas as a player as I got older, I started liking, you know, Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, those types of players, all, you know, box to box kind of players. And uh, so those are the three players, I guess I'd say. Really? Okay. That's, that's a really unique response because I think most of the people that I guess look for like idols or in, in the, in the soccer world, it's more like the, the fancy, like the, the stars, but mm -hmm. these are more like the, like the powerhouses or like the, the dark horses of the, of the team that are kind of, running the team behind the scenes. They're not really do, taking much of the limelight and really, really creative players as well. No, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so like soccer, like football, like it's probably like one of the most important sports in the sense, like it's, it's uh, played all over the world. Like um, it's pretty universal. It's the most amount of money in it out of anything. Like if you look like, especially like the Euro uh, area, you get to like network with, uh, many players even outside of Canadian soccer or what's your experience with that? Yeah, I guess so. I think especially playing in Montreal, um, you meet so many players that come from all over the world. Um, a lot of guys that come from Europe, big, big names. So, I mean, last year I was playing with Victor Wanyama who, you know, two years ago played in the Champions League semifinal um, and mm -hmm. started in that for, for Tottenham Hotspur. So those are kind yeah. of guys I played with. Bakri Sonia, like Rod Fanny, all these guys are huge names that, you know, I've mm -hmm. gotten a taste of to see like they've came from Europe and now, you know, playing in MLS. Um, that's what I'd say is the closest connection that I have to Europe, I guess, just playing with those players. Um, but we'll yeah. see what happens in the future. You never know. Yeah, that's cool. Wow. That's, that's, those are actually big names. I, I, I wasn't aware. I think I knew about Wanyama, but I didn't know about Bakri Yeah, That's actually, uh, 
yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. I mean, like when you, when you're around these peers, like your teammates and all these, like, I guess, world-class athletes, what's, what's the pattern that you're noticing, uh, in terms of mentality? I mean, those guys just, they show up every day and, and they do their job. Um, and even, you know, when they come from, you know, they come from such a higher level in your MLS and you think, okay, maybe they just, you know, take it easy. They're, you know, they're coming from a, a higher level, let's say to, you know, they're getting older too. Um, but they, they take it just as seriously as they would in Europe. You know, they, they're the ones that lead the training. They demand the most from everybody. Um, and that's what really helps set the tone, I guess, of, of the team and the club's culture. So it was really cool to see that with like a guy like Victor Wanyama, you know, he came from such a big club, such a big player. Um, but he, you know, he trained as he trains, he trained harder than everybody each day and he did extra work and all that stuff. So super interesting to see and watch, you know, how those guys work, how they think, um, and just their mentalities. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, actually reminds me. So training, like I used to, I played football in high school, so I don't really know how, uh, the soccer training is. Do you guys just do like cardio? Do you guys work out your legs or how do you guys do your training? Yeah. So it's normally like. We normally train, we normally train in the morning, like on the field. So yeah. that's, you know, cardio stuff, ball stuff, just like tactical stuff on the field. Um, and then probably like twice a week, we do like gym sessions in the afternoon. Um, and that's usually a mix of like, it's usually a full body, like circuit almost where you do legs, okay. upper body, get all of that. Um, a lot of body weight stuff for like upper body, like pushups, pull-ups, um, yeah. and a lot of squatting, squatting and stuff like that for, for the legs, box jumps, a lot of explosive stuff. Um, that's how I'd say our training sessions kind of look like. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys got to have like good stamina keep that up like be healthy yeah. and make sure you're that uh, yeah that's the thing about soccer man it's a lot of cardio a lot more cardio than i think any other sport and that's what makes it i think like oh, yeah. pretty more demanding is just because you don't get a break for 90 minutes you just gotta you just run <laughs> yeah like honestly like, yeah it seems extremely demanding yeah yeah and and as a midfielder as like what um like shamit's position is i think you're running about 13 to 14 kilometers every 90 minutes of the game. So like it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's high demanding. Um, yeah, it's the work rate needs to be insane, but I mean, are you more of an attack? Like you're, I feel like based on the players you've named, it seems like you're more, um, box to box, but more like creative, uh, midfielder there rather than like a defensive one or like holding the midfielder. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I still haven't, you know, decided or been able to tell what I am either, but I, I just, I just like to turn box to box. Cause I, I like to do both. Honestly, I love, I like to do the dirty work and defend and, you know, smash into people and win balls. But I also try to, I also like to, you know, do a little bit of offensive stuff, get in the box, score some mm -hmm. goals. Um, and I don't really, I wouldn't really say that I'm better at one or the other, like offensively versus defensively. So I just say box to box is easier where I can do a bit of both. Right. Well, I guess me, someone, I, I, I like to, Cause for me, um, right now, my, I guess you could say the person that I like to model in terms of how I play is Paul Pogba. Right. Mm. So, um, I'm wondering, like, I guess, you know, from a box to box to someone who I guess calls himself a box to box, um, what's, uh, what's some, what are some tips that, you know, this, um, some straight soccer tips that, you know, basics that no, I wouldn't say basics, but like important tips that have helped you really cultivate your game. I think there's just, you know, as a midfielder, as a box to box, it's just like, it's almost like little details because you're not always the star of the show. Um, you're not the one getting all the goals, all the assists, but it's almost just, you know, being that connection in the midfield between the defense and the offense. And I'll say it more specifically, it's like the back line and the offensive line, um, the back four versus the front three, and just being that connection in between where um, you're kind of, you know, you do both where you can help the back four defend um, in transition. You can kind of flip the script and then look to play forward to, to bring in your forwards into the game. 
Um, that's, I think, mm. the most important thing is, you know, when I get the ball, can I always look forward? Can I always look for my forwards and, and get the team moving towards the other, the other team's goal versus, versus ours? Right. Well, you know, you, you, earlier you name-dropped um, being an Arsenal fan. And, you know, me being a Premier League fan, I, I can't miss the opportunity to just uh, take a moment to laugh, you know, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you guys are, um, you guys are really, really struggling there in the, in the table. No, we're coming back. We're starting to do good. We're starting. <laughs> we lost today too, but we're starting to we're starting to make our way back up. So we'll be yeah. we'll be in the top four soon. Right. Hopefully, hopefully. I I think a Europa League would be a more more reasonable more reasonable. I watch I watch Happy League right now. So hopefully we can make yeah. it. But yeah. It'll, how it'll how do you feel Europa about points. Ozil? How do you feel about because being an Arsenal fan? How do you feel about Ozil? Oh man, I I love Ozil. I still love him. Um, I remember when we first signed him, it was unreal. Just seeing like he's so good. He was he was what we needed. Mm. Um, and then something happened. I don't know exactly what happened where he kind of fell off or he didn't get his chances or, you know, politics came into play. Um, but you know, I'm, I think it's, it's for the better that he left just because of what was going on. Um, but I still love him as a player. And when I think of Ozil, I think of like, you know, prime, like I think 2012, 2013, 2014, like where he just balled out when he came for us. It was such mm. a good player. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I remember the day he was signed and it was on deadline day too. And every Arsenal fan was just, you know, losing their mind. That so hyped, man. So hyped. Yeah. Yeah. And well, you should know my team is Manchester United. And um, I mean, going talking about Manchester United, what are your thoughts on uh, our midfielder? You know, the the star of the show right now, Bruno Fernandez. Baller, so good, man. He's one of those guys that I kind of I like I like to learn from right now um, to see how mm -hmm. I can like implement what he does in the game. Obviously, so he's more offensive, more of a ten. Um, but even as an eight, I can kind of use that still just to see like his movement and stuff like that. Such a good player. Mm -hmm. So, so good. And I see people, you know, raising arguments about whether he's, uh, mm -hmm. whether he's a flopper or not, or whether he's actually overrated, but he's so good. And like they played today and he, he was unreal. <laughs> yeah. That, that goal today was amazing, Ooh. but yeah, yeah. It's so casual, like so nonchalant. Like it's, it's amazing. Like how he does it. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what, what a player. Uh, but I mean, going from there, I want to talk about you, um, you know, of course, you've been you played in the MLS for a couple of years. Now you're back in FC Edmonton. But where where was this? Uh, where was where was the start for this? Because I, I I really want to know what the journey looks like for someone who was aspiring to be professional soccer player. Mm -hmm. And you know what's that process? Where where did it start? What's the beginning? What's the journey looking like? Yeah, my journey is pretty unique. I'd say. Um, I mean, I started playing when I was five. My parents kind of just threw me into a sport, and it was soccer. Um, and then I was as I was getting older, some people started telling my dad like, hey. Um, your kid's pretty good. Like you should, you know, look at putting him to the club level and being a bit more serious about it. Um, so then, you know, as I was getting older and older, I started, you know, playing at a higher level, joining club teams and whatnot. Um, and so honestly, I never really thought about being a professional soccer player from a young age. I just, you know, I like playing soccer and I just worked as hard as I can because I had fun with it. Um, and I just, you know, I got really good, I guess. So then um, I think in, when I was going to grade 11, so I want to say that was like 2013, I joined the FC Edmonton Academy, which is, you know, that's when they opened up, that was a professional team in Edmonton. Um, and so they opened up an academy for everybody to join. Um, mm. And then from there, I guess I really kind of blew up. Um, even when I joined the FC Edmonton Academy, I was still thinking like, okay, I'm going to go to the academy and this is going to make me a better player so that I can get a scholarship to go to the University of Alberta or like go to a different, uh, go to the university. <laughs> place. Okay, that was my goal. I was like, yo, I just want a full scholarship to go to university and then I'm chilling. Um, and I guess that's what made me work so hard, I guess. But um, I guess, you know, it just worked out where, I just became really good through the academy where um, the first team coaches, Colin Miller, Jeff Pollister, the coaches back then, they offered me a first team contract. And so, you know, I kind of took that opportunity. And, and from there, I guess the rest is history. I had a good season with FC Edmonton in 2016. After that, I got drafted by the Montreal Impact. Um, so when I look back on it, it kind of, you know, it really all happened super, super fast. 
Um, but you know, nothing I would change. So very, very cool experience, mm-hmm. I guess, overall. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm I'm curious, you know, what was that feeling like when you did get your first uh, contract, you know, as a as someone who I guess you know, when you're, when you're in the sport, right. It's, it's always, mm-hmm. a, I feel like it's a serial moment. I mean, what was that like? And also how did, how did your life change? Because like, you know, how did the people around you change? How did, how, you know, did they treat you differently? Um, you know, what was that feeling like when you did get that first contract? Yeah. I mean, for me personally, it was, you know, super cool feeling. I never really thought, I never really thought I'd be in that position. So it was just really cool to, I guess, enjoy the moment with my, with my friends, family. Um, it was unique to being, you know, a South Asian guy where there's not really any, you know, professional players anywhere. Um, so it's cool to kind of represent in that sense. Um, as for like friends and stuff, I, you know, growing up, I was went I went to a small junior high, small high school. So I kind of already had a pretty small circle. Um, and it kind of stayed that, that way. Obviously I had a lot of people reach out to me, like that, just people that I knew, you know, around Edmonton. Um, but in terms of, you know, the friends, the close friends that I had, nothing really changed. And, you know, I was just the same, the same goofball to them, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no, no tons of girls sliding in your DMs. Like, you know, Oh, Just maybe, I won't, I, maybe, maybe I won't tell you guys that, but I'll keep that, I'll keep that <laughs> right. Right. No, no. I, I know, you know, soccer, soccer players and, um, you know, all that female attention, they go together yeah. hand in hand. Soccer players and girls, it's, it just matches really good. Yeah. Like hairstyles. Yeah, right, <laughs> no comment, man. No comment. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, when you when we're talking about your career, tell like what was there like a like a high moment where maybe you scored like a winner or you know what what's what's probably like your high moment that you look back to like yo that was a that was a surreal feeling that was an amazing moment that I had. Yeah, so I can I can think of a couple off the top of my head because there's you know there's so many different situations. The first one would be my first my first start for FC Edmonton, so that was like my first professional game. Um, we ended up losing the game, but you know it was my first professional game, so something that I'll you know really remember. I still have that jersey mm. um, and have it written down as my first game. Um, another one would be in 2019, my first professional goal in MLS. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. It was you know, the easiest goal I think I've ever scored in my life from community to, until now that just has happened. Um, but super special moment for me, um, just scoring my first professional goal. And then the last one I'll say was uh, winning the Canadian championship with Montreal. Mm. Uh, and I played both legs in the final against Toronto FC. Um, and so, and I played, you know, I played pretty good that game, those two games um, and we won. So that was, that was the first trophy I've ever won. And, you know, something I'll remember forever. So those are my big three moments, I guess I'd say. Mm, wow. So you, you really earned really that, cool. you really earned that trophy too, because I know a lot of people like, Oh yeah, I play for the club, but they're really not getting game time. And, you know, they're just there for, you know, getting the medal on, but you know, credit to them, you know, they still got to where they are. It takes a lot of effort, but you were really involved. I mean, from what it sounds like, uh, you, you said you play both legs as well. Yeah. So that's true. I mean, even if you're part of the team, you don't really play. It's still super special because you're part of it. And, you know, even mm. if you're not playing, you're helping and training, you're contributing to the team. But I guess that one felt, you know, even more special to me just because, yeah, I really was playing. I was really involved in it. Um, and so that's what made it even even more special, I guess. Amazing. That's fantastic. Um, I mean, when we're talking about MLS, um, you know, that's that's where uh, Alfonso Davies started, right? And I mean, mm-hmm. going using Alfonso as, um, as, as the bridge when we talk about Canadian soccer, I want to get your thoughts, you know, where is Canadian soccer headed? What's the future looking like? Because I think Alfonso has just opened up so many doors and a lot of people are looking up to him, especially youngsters and uh, everybody, I think anybody who is Canadian and is, has somewhat of an interest in, in soccer. I think he's just created so many opportunities mentally for a lot of people. What's the future looking like? No, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, the future Canadian soccer is looking really, really good and really positive. 
Um, and I'm pretty optimistic that you know 2026, by the time 2026 World Cup comes around, um, we'll be there and we'll be competing, not just, you know, we're not going to be there just to be there, but we're really going to be competing to, you know, make it out of the group stage and hopefully compete in like the, in the semifinal, quarterfinal, stuff like that. And I think, I really do believe we can do that. Um, and obviously a guy like Alfonso Davies is opening up that door where, you know, more, more Canadian players are getting looked at even by bigger clubs in Europe, um, which is great. Um, but then also, you know, with the national team program, we have the, the head coach that's in there right now, John Herdman, he's done mm. a real, a lot of like really positive stuff the last three, four years. Um, so I really think the, 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 team overall will be successful. And by the time we get to 2026 and it'll just keep getting better and better. So excited. I'm excited to see what happens and I'm excited to mm-hmm. hopefully be a part of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, it's super exciting for us because, um, like thinking back, I think like four or five years, I don't know any Canadian men's player who's played in, in Europe, but now you got Jonathan David, you got Alfonso Davies and even more that are playing in, you know, the B leagues. So it's, it's amazing, like how much it's growing and the potential for it to grow in the future. And again, that's, that's what getting more traction. Even if you look at the U S um, there's so many players that are coming out with Pulisic, Gio Reyna, um, uh, Weston McKinney, um, all these amazing players, Virginia Des playing for Barcelona, all these, you know, North American players that are really playing in these elite clubs for, for soccer. And it's opening so many opportunities. Uh, and I think 2026 could really be the high point where you know, a lot of people are going to have a lot of opportunities to shine and really oh, yeah. put themselves out there. Right. And Definitely. like you said, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll be there to cheer you on. Um, you know, Shamit passes it to Fonzie and Fonzie, <laughs> <laughs> Fonzie scores it for the winner. That's, that, that's the dream, right? Yeah, man. We'll see. Hopefully. Yeah. But you know, it, it's really nice to say, and, but knowing how comp- like it's it's the most popular sport and the, you know when something is so popular it brings in the same level of competition uh, between individuals and to make a place in a national team is is not an easy feat and i mean what's what's the dedication and what's the mindset required to make it to that level yeah i mean it's a tough one to say but i'll just go back to the same things whereas you know discipline commitment and hard work and you got to have that that feeling of wanting um wanting to be a part of obviously the national team and all that stuff. Um, but also just that feeling in yourself where you want to be the best player you can be, the best person you can be. Um, so you, know, I look at it like regardless of soccer, not soccer, anything you do, um, you just got to be the best person you can be at that thing. Um, and so that's kind of my motto growing up for soccer is, you know, I didn't know where it was going to take me. I didn't know if I'd be a professional or not, but I was just going to be the best player I could be. And then doors will open up and you know, that's what happens with, that's what happened with, um, you know, going to Montreal, playing for FC Edmonton, um, getting a national team call up and all that stuff. So that's, that's what I say overall. Just, you know, being the best player you can be. Right. And you yeah. also have an engineering degree with uh, Concordia, which is a super, like a surprise fact for anyone listening. You, you would never guess, but I guess Jaden was saying earlier, I mean, you're not really going to be using that now, huh? <laughs> yeah, not yet, man. I mean, you can't take the brown guy out of me. That's why I had to get a degree. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise my parents would have, would have had a big issue. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not planning on using it yet. Hopefully, you know, maybe in the future when, I, when I'm retired. Um, it might, it's something that I could do and it, cause it's something I enjoy, um, at the same time as software. Yeah. So, so we'll see. Yeah, how was that, uh, doing the engineering degree and, and playing soccer at the same time? Like, like engineering degrees are like, they're not easy to get. I, I hear like, it's like stressful. It sucks. Like, like sometimes like you just have nights where you just like cry because you have so much homework. Like it's just hard. That's why that's like secondhand. I hear that. Yeah. Um, people say that happens a lot. So yeah, like how did you do that? <laughs> do yeah, both of them I, at the same time? 
I mean, I'll say I never cried. Thankfully, I was probably close maybe a couple times, um, but no, man, it's hard. Uh, it's you're busy. Um, when I was in Montreal for those first two or three years, when I, while I was like really grinding on that degree, like I literally just went to practice. I go to school and I come home. So I didn't really know many people either there too. So I was just kind of doing my own thing by myself with my. I'd see my teammates at at, um, at practice, and then after I go to school, I wouldn't really know anybody at school. So I just you know put my head down and grind. Um, but eventually, you get into a rhythm where you kind of get used to what's going on. So I go train in the morning, go to class in the afternoon. Um, do my homework at school, come back, come home, sleep, and then do the same thing for three years. And, you know, looking back on it, it was pretty crazy. And I think about it, but when you're in it and you're committed to doing both of those things and you enjoy doing both of those things, it kind of just, you know, goes by. And obviously there's like those difficult moments where, you know, I think I'm gonna have a breakdown and cry mm-hmm. from all the workload I'm doing, but uh, <laughs> I'm just, I'm glad that I finished, you know, and it's, it's good to have. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet because, um, like engineering is not one of those easier, easier degrees to do. Right. Like I think when you yeah. talk about, and, and, I, and I say this with, um, I guess uh, I wouldn't say shame, but I, cause I'm a business student, I'm a business graduate. And when I compare the amount of work that we put in compared to engineering students and science students, I, I we're not even, it close. doesn't it's compare. Not, it, it doesn't People even like compare. they look at like my workload and they're like, what? Like, no wonder you're walking around stress-free. <laughs> yeah it's uh the, the university experience i think for engineering and and uh and science students is definitely uh you know different from business students but i i have a lot of respect for that because i think being able to do both things simultaneously it's not not uh easy but uh, it takes a requires a lot of grit honestly and a lot of hard work and you're probably quite young then as well so you know being in montreal doing all those things and putting in so much effort on both aspects uh, i have I have a lot of respect for that yeah, i appreciate it man thank you yeah um you know going from there i, I want to talk about um for you you know what's what's the future looking like for you i know uh, you're 24 right 23 23 okay so yeah. i mean what's 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 the what's the future looking like? what's the plan um uh, what are you looking for in, in the next couple of years yeah i mean i'll say honestly as a, as a professional soccer player i'm getting to that age where it's kind of make it or break it in terms of, you know, playing in the big leagues. Um, mm. So I'm really hoping that, you know, this next year at Edmonton, if I, if I do well and I perform well, which is the goal, I'm coming here as, you know, kind of that big player to perform. Um, and I'm kind of putting that on my shoulders is, you know, hopefully I can make the bounce back up to MLS or maybe to Europe to experience it and, and just see what happens. So that's definitely my goal in the short term in the next three, four years, um, bounce back up to MLS or, you know, go abroad to Europe and, and test, test the waters over there and see how it goes. Um, but, you know, if it doesn't work out, I'm super happy with, you know, just playing Edmonton, doing my thing, helping, you know, the next generation of guys coming up from Edmonton as much as I can. Um, and just playing until I can until I have to retire and then, you know, probably start working or whatnot. That's my plan. Um, but yeah, definitely the, the goal is in the next couple of years to make that step back up to MLS. Um, cause I know I'm good enough to be there, um, and, and see what happens. Yeah. And it's, you've already been there and you've already, you know, it's tried and tested. So you, you know what you're getting into. Um, you've had that experience. So, I'm, I'm sure you're definitely going to be back there uh, sooner than later. Um, and, you know, hopefully we see you play in some of the big leagues, but, you know, before, before we do end, uh, end the podcast uh, for today, I, I want to ask, you know, especially someone who is trying to make it as a professional athlete. Um, and, and I mean, if you say f- from soccer, from your experience, what is, um, what advice might you give to them? Honestly, it's the, the advice is, you know, the same thing I've been saying for so long, it's, it's kind of cliche, but it's, it's really true. And it's just, um, be committed to it. If you really want to do it, um, you know, anything is possible and you have to be disciplined. You have to be committed. You have to have that, you know, that hardworking mentality where 
you're really going to show up every day and, and perform to the best of your abilities. You're not going to, you know, take some days where you're like not feeling good. You're just going to kind of coast through it. Um, you really just got to push yourself to be the best player, um, best player, best person you can be. Um, and if you start doing that, you'll see that anything's possible. Cause I remember some, when I was, I think when I was 14, for some reason, I just started training that much harder, um, at practice every day. And then for some reason, I just saw myself, you know, I just went like this and I started going upwards and getting a lot better. Um, so that's the advice I'd say, man, I just work as hard as you can every day. And you'll see that, you know, the rewards are start paying off and you're starting getting better. And as, and as soon as you see that you're starting to get better, just, you know, from a couple of weeks of working that much harder, um, you'll just, you'll just skyrocket in terms of potential. Awesome. Fantastic, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you guys heard it here first. This is, uh, you know, Shamid, um, Aida's athlete, professional soccer player. If he, if he's saying it, then, you know, you know, listen to it. It's, it's definitely, and I can, I can attest to test that. It sounds a lot easier to do. I mean, it sounds a lot easier to say than to do, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it definitely does sound a lot easier to say, but, um, yeah, that's why only the few make it to the top. So, you know, if you really want it, uh, you yeah, know, you'll make it and you'll, you'll put in the work, but, you know, thanks. Thanks again for coming on the podcast. It was, it was really great, uh, having this conversation, especially, uh, me being, having a lot of, having a lot of interest in, in the sport, um, and talking to someone who's already achieved so much and, and, uh, you know, also with the, the commonality of the South Asian background, it's, it's really great to see, you know, that you're representing our community. Um, it's, it's inspiring for all of us and, you know, hopefully we see you in the 2026 world cup cheering you on. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, also if, if you see Fonzie, you know, tell him we're looking, <laughs> we're, we're trying to get him on the podcast, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. give, give him a shout from us, huh? Yeah. If we can get him, if we can get him, I think like Drake follows Alfonsi. So it goes Alfonsi, Drake, then Drake, then who after and that? Then, and, then, and then the sky's the limit, man. Oh yeah, my then gosh. retirement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, if anyone knows out. Drake or Alfonsi, like just let us know. Hook it up, man. Hook it up. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Thank you so much for coming on again. It was really a pleasure talking to you. Hopefully, uh, you know, once I visit, visit Edmonton, um, with, uh, you know, if, if you have the time, we definitely kick it around sometime and, um, play, play a little five aside and, uh, yeah, you know, thanks again. And thank you guys for watching. Uh, this is our student series podcast. Um, thank you for your support. We're really trying our best to bring you the best content as we can and make more videos to continue inspiring you guys to be your best selves. Mm -hmm.